Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I'm here to help us understand things I know we will not. <laughs> For we're just ants in space time. We got a bunch of pastors here today to talk from Alpha to Omega about no other name in Jesus. But before we st- discuss everything at every time, now that they've done it, they know it, and they know it was wrong. Let's welcome in our favorite <laughs> Marin and Barry, the co-hosts. I did it. I knew it. I knew it was wrong. Yeah. Here we are. Guys. What's up? Hey, and Tim is here. I'm here. Welcome back, Tim. Well, it's nice to be here. Well, I always like being here. You yeah. knew it. You knew it was wrong. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, great I was worked up. I, I'd had a, <laughs> uh, let's just say that when I said it like that, it, the emotion came from another place. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you knew it. You knew it was wrong. Yeah. 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 Man, we are in, we are full-blown Christmas. Yeah. We are Man. single-digit days away. Yeah, it's bonkers. Right? Yes. Yes, we are. Really? No, wait. Think, are we 18? No. 20? No, we're not at no, the 18th not single yet. Digits. Well, two different single digits next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Days away. <laughs> <laughs> From Christmas Eve, we're, we're single digits. We're awfully close, yeah. is what you're All saying. Right. 10. Yeah. To Christmas Eve. Yeah. So help me. Forget everything I said. <laughs> uh, Tim, what's new? Um, you were just sharing that uh, you get to celebrate your wife's March birthday. birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, there's six months. Well, it's not quite six months, but where I'm older than she is and she never lets me forget it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but I'll be 70 next year. <laughs> <laughs> so Marin and Tim, you guys have family members who have birthdays like right before Christmas. Yes. What is that? What is that like? Is it celebratory or is it yeah. like lost in the chaos? Thanks for nothing. No, because... <laughs> I am married to a wonderful woman who couldn't care less about gifts and things. And so it all, it's just. Tell me more. We just, I do one thing every year for her birthday. um, And, and then other than that, we just spend time together and go out or something because it's. So you don't have the pressure of like buying Christmas gifts and a birthday gift. No, I don't even have the pressure of Christmas gifts because we don't do that. We haven't really done Christmas gifts. Yeah. Our kids, our kids are, are the reason they, they are the ones who said, listen, there's so many of us this year. We had a big family reunion Mm -hmm. in July, July. Yes. And everybody takes tons of pictures at stuff like that. And so my kids, my girls mostly, but they said, let's just put together a book of pictures from everybody and just that's what we'll give each family. Mm. And so this year, our gifts, because if I gave everybody in my family a gift, just my immediate family and grandkids, it'd be 16 people. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And so we give, and and everybody's down with it. And, you know, it's uh, just works. So what's a Christmas morning like then in the heir's household? It's... Um, it's giftless. Yeah, it's it's big, slow, easy <laughs> breakfast. Even with the grant, when the grant this year we're not having anybody with us. Mm. So last year it was a little bit of giftness, but for the most yeah. part, no. It's just being together, and I know that's unusual, but that's just the way it's worked out for mm-hmm. the heirs. And it sounds kind of great. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, that I have not had pressure to perform gift wise for my wife, really all, all of the, our life together. No wonder you guys never fight about anything. 
What? Well, <laughs> if that's the secret, guys, there you have it. Convince people they don't need Settle to. down. Yeah, I. it's just the way it's worked out. I love doing what I, I said I do one thing, and oh, we were talking about it early before the pod started, that I make these folk art cards, and I guarantee you I put more time into that card because I have to think up. They, and actually, if you follow them through from when I started making them, they are a diary of our lives because they're always related somehow to what's going on. Mm. And so, and then I do the same thing because her birth, or I mean, Valentine's Day is five days after our anniversary. Mm. And so we just do that thing together too. Yeah. So I make a card related to that combo. So I, both of them are combos. I bet she's going to be super surprised in like five years when you finally reveal that it's actually been a giant flip book this entire time. <laughs> wow. Oh. That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> it's actually an animated. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, okay. <laughs> that, but anyway, I make these th cards and that I put so much time in. I used to do it secretly. I used to do it, like come over here to the church and work up in my office when oh. I was upstairs. Oh. And I would work and do it and then give it to her secretly. And one day she said, probably about five years ago, she said, Tim, I would rather watch you from a distance in the house knowing that you're working on that than you trying to hide it from mm. me. And so I said, yeah, I just set up in our kitchen when I'm ready to start working on it and just work on it hours here, a couple hours there, a couple hours here. And then I don't know how long it usually takes me, but I'll give it to her tomorrow. Wow. And, Great. And on her birthday, I'll be done. I'm almost done with this one. So, <laughs> you know, everybody's got their thing. That's what I was saying. Marin, what's your thing? What, with Jay? What you, yeah. Like what, 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 what do you do every year for Jaden's birthday? For Jaden's birthday Christmas? every year before Christmas, uh, he wants seafood. That's usually, he wants either sushi or red mm. lobster every single year. <laughs> that's what he wants. Um, it is probably the day, uh, the day of the year that Desi dreads the most. She hates seafood. She hates seafood, oh. but she will just eat fistfuls of cheddar biscuits yeah. for Jaden's well. birthday if we go to. What an interesting choice. Like of all the seafood things, red lobster. When we lived in Chicago, <laughs> Red Lobster was like the apex of fine dining. Yeah. Like, well, there they, was, they could just grab stuff out of Lake Michigan. Yeah. So. As good as it was yeah. going to get for my little yeah. eight, nine, ten-year-old boy. He's never expanded his seafood horizons. Uh, we did. We did for my birthday a couple of years ago. We went to the Ocean Air. Yeah, downtown. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was that was a once-in-a-lifetime mm -hmm. eating experience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what yeah. he wants. He's, he's right. a very simple kid. Yeah. Um, I think I've already talked about it on the podcast, yeah, but seeds. this year he asked for seeds. He's turning our yard into a homegrown national park. Did you know <laughs> that you could do that? No. Tell us all about that because word around staff is that you've been out without internet and it's related to this interest <laughs> yeah. in becoming a national park. And I would love for you to share what <laughs> happened. Yeah. So we live on a corner lot and he's taking basically the entire corner of our property. And he has this like vision of turning it into like a indigenous wildflower meadow. Do you and Jed have this vision? No. For your own house that he's going to move out of? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jed's Jed's cool with it. Jed's Jed helped him rent the sod cutter required I, the, to the word sod cutter. It just brings back so many bad memories for me. <laughs> oh, no. and, and 
and much of it has to do with what was beneath the said sod. Exactly. When, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. internet cables? Like the internet. Yeah, I, yes. Yeah. The internet lies beneath the sod, apparently, and they cut the line They my did. House this I, weekend. You know, I did that to the president of Steinway one time. Steinway Pianos? Yeah. What? Dick, Dick Gigax was a client of mine. He was the pian- president of Steinway. And we, Merry uh, Christmas, everybody. We were working at his house. My company was, and, and then about a week later, he saw me somewhere. I forget where he saw me. And he said, you know, Tim, I was just thinking things were really slow back at the old office because it's in New York City. He would go back and forth from uh-huh. Carmel to New York and he goes, but then I realized when you're here working, you cut every line that comes into my house except <laughs> electricity. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So he, he wants to become, he wants your yard to become a national park. A homegrown national park. Yes. This is like a, a movement thing, right? Like it's a, the idea of mm-hmm. instead of like a large chunk of land, let's get everybody to have a little tiny bit of. Of National Park national in their park. yard, yes. Yeah, Are indigenous gonna, species and all that. Does he get like to be the ranger? Does he, <laughs> <laughs> he, does he has to go out and, daily. And, yeah, and I asked him when I could start expecting <laughs> tourists in my yard to visit our national park. going to put blazes up on all your trees so yeah. that people can. So Jed's for this. He's Jed's helping him yeah. accomplish his dreams and wow. we're, they're, they're going for it. I'm, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> oh no. Leave me out. But that's all he wants. He wants seeds. He wants flower yeah. seeds for, for his birthday and for Christmas, what which a is a boy. whole lot of flower seeds. In like three years when you're sitting on your porch and you're watching as like hundreds of monarch butterflies are floating around you and there's like birds and animals and everything, you'll be like, wow, how Thanks, great Jay. that I get I to live in a small really, national park. I really, really, really hope that that's how it turns out. I think the good part about it is just how, how dedicated he's been to the process. He yeah. has, he's what is he, he's charted out the whole lay of the land and the height and the gradient of the land and Whoa. the heights of the plants themselves and what's going to bloom yeah. when and what's going to, yeah, he's thought it through. Yeah. And that's kind of cool to see, I guess. Is he, is he 19? He is. When I think about what 19. most guys were into when I was 19, <laughs> you should be on your knees every night thanking, Thank thanking you, Jesus. Thank yeah, because Believe that, God! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. We we've we've got a packed show today, so I, I'm gonna talk to Barry about your sermon yeah. later. Okay, because we've got Tim in here, and Dave's gonna come in here in a minute. And when Dave comes in, we'll talk about um, his sermon and then yours. Okay, so it's like reverse order almost. Sounds good. So Tim, you are here because we are in week two of our sermon series called No Other Name. Nailed it. And. Uh, it's three preachers a week, man. Just rolling them in, stacking them. <laughs> two weeks, six pastors, right? Yeah, yeah. We weren't. We I don't think we were as over on time this time, nope. were we? We were. Uh, we tightened it up. Yeah, I didn't. At least it wasn't noticeable. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So Tim, you spoke on the word or the name Lamb of God. I did. And so I, I'm I'm trying to avoid asking every p- preacher what was the big idea of your specific sermon. It was a 10 minute version of a sermon, but I wanted to talk to you kind of all of you guys about <clears throat> the, the name lamb of God. Um, because things that you said, it, it never fails to surprise me that at grace, I always, th- what I always think is true. It's like, Oh, that's, well, that's not what it was. Like I always thought the connection between lambs and sacrifices had everything to do with the forgiveness of sin but Tim, you kind of told us that that isn't necessarily the case no, in, in scripture. Yeah. And the, 
sin of the high hand was forgiven by the big sacrifice when they when the <clears throat> high priest would sacrifice the the red bull. Yeah. And then they would send out, I think they're goats they'd send out two and mm -hmm. they'd kill, put one down and one would wander and it'd go away. And it's, it's called the scapegoat. Yeah. Fun fact. Oh, really? Yeah. That's where yeah. it comes from. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. And so, yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's just that most sacrifice had to do with cleansing uh, from things that had made you unclean yeah. or, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or babies born. There was a sacrifice for a baby's birth and just stuff like that. So when John, <clears throat> when John the Baptist came around and he called Jesus the lamb of God, it would have seemed very odd, like a very odd thing to say. Right. Right. He was, prof yeah, he was being prophetic in the moment. Yeah. And did anybody have any idea what he was talking about when he said it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because it I, seems like everybody thought he was crazy anyways. Yeah. My assumption is that the disciples that were with him that then opted to follow Jesus because right after he says it, yeah. then a couple of them leave him and follow Jesus. And yeah. they remembered it and they saw it as um, prophetic about what role Jesus would play. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like because... I, I assumed Lamb of God was like all over the Bible, but it wasn't. No. <laughs> not that not those specific words. Yeah. There's lambs all over the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Lamb yeah, yeah. sheep that, all over the Bible. How does that compare to the passage in First Peter? I was just reading it today. The precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God is how the NLT translates it. But is that different from what's in John? Well, yeah, it's um it's the only in John or in uh when John the Baptist says this, it's the only place where he is spoken directly to and called mm. by that name. Okay. And I'm sure that, uh, I mean, I'd have to look at that passage and see NLT. It may be in the Greek and I might be wrong about that. I just never saw it anywhere where anybody really called him that. And it's not something that shows up any place else. Well, and this so, is first Peter. This is after Jesus. Ascended. Way after. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, yeah. it says, with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. Mm -hmm. yes. so it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't say, say lamb, lamb of God. Of God. NLT. <laughs> Marriage shaking her fist because. New King James. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so as I'm listening to you, Tim, talk about lamb of God, I'm picturing like nobody knew really what John the Baptist was talking about when he called Jesus the lamb of God. But the disciple John, you mentioned, did know. And he felt like it was important to connect what you call the lamb dots all throughout scripture. The well, lamb. that's what I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Connecting the lamb dots. I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I called it that. I, I, I was saying that there's just lots of lambness. Yeah. And, lots of, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and the stories in the old Testament are not about forgiveness of sin. That's they're right. About, they're highly instructional about the character of God and our relationship with him, but they're not about the forgiveness of sin. That's the issue. Yeah. If he just said the lamb of God who frees us from those who are our oppressors, everybody would have said, well, I get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he didn't say that. And so John, the disciple has a vision in revelation where he's got this vision of a lamb that was slain. Mm -hmm. Right. And He's looks, the one connecting. Yeah, it looks the, like he was had been slain. Yeah, 
Yeah. All the commentaries that I'm reading recently, I'm reading a lot about revelation, but they all, they all point out the fact that, that the lamb is kind of the central image for the whole book of revelation. The lamb that was slain is the central. So if it is John, the same John who's bringing that to our attention from John the Baptist, then yeah, it makes total sense that he is focusing in on this lamb. Yeah. And I know that there's all kinds of arguments about that, about who wrote it and stuff, yeah. but it certainly makes sense when you, when you, I mean, yeah. you, you suddenly have a context for everything. Mm-hmm. If you just go, okay, the early church fathers weren't kidding when they mm-hmm. tell the, the Yeah. Know, so. And you said that although there are a ton of references to lambs, like we talked about, <clears throat> there wasn't necessarily a one-to-one connection from references to the lamb of God. And who you takes away the sins of the world. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. said for you, it kind of, there doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's what I said. Because once we know, here's the thing: we know the whole story. Yeah, we know the from front to back, and so we know what Christ did on the cross, and we know what the purpose of His giving of His life by shedding His blood was. Yeah. and we know that there are connections all over the place, but nothing that says there's no like event in the Old Testament that's exactly the same as. Jesus did. And so, but Mm -hmm. when you start to bring it all together, you get a full picture. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Mm. And we have the full picture just because we live on the backside of the story being over. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for us to ever get our heads into the space where you don't know what's actually going to happen. Yeah. You know, and so, because we always are going, well, there, I just last night taught about the disciples sleeping while Jesus is praying in the garden or the Garden of Gethsemane, and we, we're thinking, "Come on, guys, wake up! Jesus is about to be crucified." Right. Well, they didn't know Jesus <laughs> right. was about to be crucified. Yeah. Right. They were just tired from a big meal late yeah. at night. Yeah, and so it's it's hard for it, that's something we constantly have to remind ourselves that the people in the script, the people in the narratives, generally don't know the end of the story. Mm. And once they figure it out, then we get stuff in the letters and things like that that says, "Oh, they figured right. it out." And so that's that's when they start to talk like we think about it. Mm-hmm. But any place in the story, they don't know what's going mm. on, or what the last, what it's yeah. leading to. What are your guys is like? Lamb of God is another one of those names, and I'll talk about this more when we get to like. Christ and Alpha Omega, but all three of these names are like sing them in worship songs. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but it's kind of like right. Lion and the Lamb. We always use Yeah, to talk it's about just kind of like yeah. part of the soup right. mm-hmm. of being in Christian culture. Right. And I feel like this message could have been more than 10 minutes. It could have been 60 minutes. Oh, and it would yeah. be like, it would connect a lot of lamb dots. But like, <laughs> <Right>. <clears throat> I'm interested in your guys' takeaway, like what, what about lamb of God is important for people to know and, uh, based on what Tim shared to me, I think as I reflect on it and think about Christ or Jesus as the lamb of God, the lamb that was slain, it, it, to me, it's, it's a way of remembering the audacity of God's plan to bring salvation because you, you know, when you connect all these lamb dots, you see, you see, especially Isaiah 52, 53, the suffering servant being led like a, like a sheep yeah. before it's shears is silent or whatever. And to think that God himself would become one of us. Like the, there's also 
usually layered on with this lamb imagery is the imagery of Christ as the shepherd, the good right. shepherd and, and, you know, the warrior shepherd from Isaiah mm, 40, maybe I don't, yeah. anyway, all these images. And to think that the lamb that is slain in revelation, that's standing next to the throne right. is the ruler. It, it points to the idea that why is Christ the one who brings salvation? It's because he is the one who entered in and paid the price mm. that the rest of the flock deserved. He's the shepherd who sacrificed his life, laid down his life for the sheep. And it, all these images, they all kind of pile onto one another and it could either, you know, lead you to a place of like, well, I don't know what they're trying to say. Or you really find yourself thinking, this is, in, this is incredible. This is yeah. in, in unbelievable that, that God would sacrifice his son in this way. And that, that sacrifice would be what gives like you, I think you were quoting Philippians too, or was that dad? I can't remember. Uh, that, right. that maybe it was dad, regardless, the idea being that it's because of this sacrifice that, that he is elevated above all other names. And your this da- is why yeah, he, that was, that was from dad. dad. Yeah. yeah that was but, but again, it all flows together to me yeah. to, to say like the lamb that was slain being the operational image in revelation, for example, that's a, that's a completely upending paradigm from the idea of, of the warrior coming in to slay all his enemies. Right. It's like, no, the, the warrior comes in to give his own life yeah. to bring healing and love to his enemies. It doesn't, it's, it's so provocative and just the slain lamb ruling is, is just one of those images to me that it's, mm-hmm. it's moving like good art without me knowing entirely exactly what, what yep. it is about it. That's so profound. Yeah. What do you think, Marin? Yeah. I, I think about this, the soup, like you said, we do sing an, an awful lot of songs about the lamb of God. Um, when you were preaching, I thought of a song my kids learned when they were really, really little in a Lutheran school, uh, the lamb, the lamb, Oh father, where's the sacrifice? They had no idea what they were singing, but my mom had always shared a story about growing up in church and learning about the sacrificial system and lambs and altars and and all Mm. of that and how it made no sense to her as a kid. It made no sense to her really even as a teenager, but somewhere in her early twenties when she was finding her way back um, into faith and her, her life was changing pretty rapidly and, and all for the better. She made this connection mm. with Christ being the sacrificial lamb. lamb. And suddenly every song she learned as a little kid about the lamb of God came into focus and made sense in such a way that was so impactful for her. She talked about it for the rest of her life. And I think that's what's going to happen with my kids, with the the kids that they went to school with in that little Lutheran school, singing right. about things that they couldn't possibly comprehend yeah. or understand. It is part of the soup. But the prayer is at some point in our journey, in our faith journey, when we start to hear sermons like the one you just gave and we start to realize the the gravity, the weight of the words that we sing, Mm-hmm. It hits us so differently and right. things come into focus. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, what do you hope people felt as they heard you talk about the Lamb of God? Well, I, I ended it by, if you remember, I I ended it by saying, is Jesus like the lamb that or that was given to, or the sheep that was given to Abraham? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus like the Passover lamb? Is Jesus, and what I wanted people to do was to just be overwhelmed if that's a okay word to use by the the broad reality of what Jesus did for us the reason we're talking about him because he is the we're saying there's no other name by uh, which we can be saved that's the 
I'm pretty sure that's where that yeah. came from when we first named it that years ago. But yeah. the the idea of the the baby in the manger is way his destiny is way bigger mm-hmm. than we ever can imagine. And the more we learn about these things, the more we would be driven to worship. That's what my yeah. thought was. Mm. Well, I'll this this series has been good for me. And the lamb the lamb of God is something, like I said, I've never really like thought more than 10 seconds about what that means. But um it's easy especially this time of year, it's easy for me to, I I guess, be distracted into like spiritual oblivion where it's like Christmas and mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about, like focus on the baby, focus on everything else of Christmas. Like we're going to see Santa Claus tonight at Sullivan hardware. Good luck. Like, yeah, it's, it's easy for me to be distracted by the speed in which we are going through Christmas or whatever, focusing on, John the Baptist talking about it and then focusing on John, the disciple talking about it in revelation and focusing on these one names or one name per, uh, per mini sermon has been very helpful. It feels like it's a, it's a invitation for me to slow down mm. in um, mm. really focusing on not just what we call Jesus, but why we call him. Why, yeah. I, I, for the third time in my life as a pastor, um, had the wrong subject matter prepared <laughs> and then, uh, coming up to this week. I thought I was doing the son of man. Oh, and I apparently said I would do the son of God, <laughs> and, uh, oh, no. but, um, wow. but that's the third time I've done that. And what I, I've found in that sudden, since I put a lot of work into son of man, I now have a deeper well about Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And when you said to slow down, I, when I realized it Monday morning at six Mm o'clock this week, I said to myself, okay, what a gift this has been to spend this much time thinking about another name of Jesus that we're not going to talk about. And my well is, as as I said, well, is just deeper in my appreciation for who he is because that son of man is really different than son of God. Yeah. And, um, I'd never really spent a lot of time on Son of Man to the depth that I did over the last month and a half. Yeah. And yet I'm feeling really um like when we go to worship Jesus at through the Christmasness that we do. Yeah. I'm just going to have a grand, a grander idea of who he Good. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Good. Well, Tim, thanks for being here. Oh yeah, uh, being happy you. birthday to Jennifer! Uh, Can't wait to see what she uh, thinks about your card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me just say <laughs> that it's always been. I think it's just. I don't even know how to say it. I it wins. Yeah, <laughs> it wins. Yeah. Tim's card wins. You That's found good. her love language. Well, and- here's what I well maybe it's seeing me. I said to her this morning that one of the great joys of my life is spending so many hours thinking about her hmm. in terms of the details of what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, and she just smiled and I thought that's a great thing. The other thing though, that I think will win <laughs> is what I'm, I'm thinking is going to happen is because the old ones are all in a safe. A oh fireproof yeah. Fireproof safe. Yeah. 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 And when I die <laughs> and my children are one, we're both gone and my children find them, they'll probably, you know, I'll be like Grandma Moses. I'll be 
grandpa yeah. Tim. Look yeah. what he made. Because they all have a, the same character in uh-huh. them. There's a <laughs> character in them. And and the, it's like, then there are hundreds of them, you know? So it's like. That'll, wh- be, a, that'll be a book. Maren, what's and in your fireproof safe? <laughs> I have no words. That was incredible, Tim. Incredible, Tim. That's incredible. Yeah, that is. You know, I've never shown them to any. Well, I have shown them to some artist friends. My wife shows them to her artist yeah. friends. It's not that I show. Because I never. Sh- I showed you guys with the front of the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Dave's the, to get the in warranty here. to my couch. To answer yeah, your there question. It is. That's what's in my fireproof yeah, war- safe. <laughs> the <laughs> warranty to my couch. <laughs> Tim, thanks for being here. Oh, yeah, it's we great will, to be with you guys. We'll catch you in the new year, hopefully. Yeah, and the next time, have I got music for All it? right. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> We're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with uh, Dave Rodriguez. All right, we're back. Dave is with us. Dave, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you. It's thank been a you. while. Good to be here. It's been, been a while. Uh, I don't I don't even remember when the last time you were here, but we've shut off the heat to this room since Literally. last time you were here. That's why I'm wearing my coat. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, I, I don't know if the reason it's frigid in this so room cold. is because we're doing construction out in the lobby. There's no But reason. it feels like there's an open window in here. I've had a blanket that lives in this room Did someone for like it? six months. No, I took it to my office the other day well, and I, I forgot it. Yeah. Your, coat, your coat looks like a blanket. It yeah. does. This is super comfy, big yeah. fuzzy, big Yeah, warmth. you look like a um, like a character on Sesame Street. I feel like, what's like the Muppet? old Christmas movie? <laughs> like the, I didn't want to use the word Muppet. No, the, the heat miser. What was like the cold huh? guy in that old like Christmas movie from the 1960s? I look heat like miser. that like blue polar bear. Hmm. Something. Like Rudolph, animated Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Which lost? Yes, we got to talk about that. We are. All right, we're gonna. We got to talk about that now. Okay. All right. So, Dave, what what won? Yeah. So we are in the middle of a contest, right? uh, Where there are sixteen movies going up against each other that are Christmas based, and uh, every other day or every day we are putting out uh, head to head movies about Christmas that people get to vote on on social media of which movie is better. And uh, we've done, I think, three or four to this point. And the first one was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer against the Grinch. Original Grinch. The original Grinch. And for a while, I almost canceled the entire contest (laughs) because Rudolph was about to be Grinch. Which was... Which was unheard of and no. completely. Yeah. That's no. Rudolph is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's wrong. Agreed. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, friend of the pod. We've got. We've. I don't know. We've got probably eight more matchups. We need you to go <laughs> check out on Facebook, Instagram, and vote on. Uh, yeah, we have like coming up. We've got things like. Christmas Carol versus Miracle on 34th Street. Klaus versus Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Wild card. Uh, Polar Express versus Charlie Brown Christmas. It'll be, and then those, and then the winners will, of the brackets will keep. Yeah, nothing yeah. stirs not. people up quite like games and contests. Yeah. I got to tell you, like. There is only one winner on that. Yeah, I. There, no I, other movie. That's right. One movie will win and everybody else would be disappointed. I saw an email today from somebody who said, <laughs> They, they attached a picture of the bracket and they said, uh, we saw some things that are making us question whether or not we're at the right church. Oh, <laughs> And it was oh. related to this contest about 
a movie that was not included oh, in they, the contest. What were they movie kidding? were yeah, they, they were, complaining I, I, yeah, about? Yeah, they were kidding. What movie did they need to see? Yeah. What which, was the movie? Which movie? Christmas Story is not in the bracket. I know. I, like I, a major I thought it was controversy. Ooh. I think so too, but <laughs> it's not even there. Well, I don't know. Maybe they yeah. should go to another church. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Stay here. We only had 16 slots. There yeah. wasn't like, yeah. but Klaus. Yeah. Nothing like a good <laughs> Christmas controversy. Uh, Barry advocated for no, Klaus. I've, if you've seen it, it's it's legitimately, it's the least known, but like one of the best yeah. Christmas movies I've ever seen. Newish. Just delightful. And it's animated <laughs> and it's Klaus. so good. Yeah, clearly you did not grow up at our house watching that. <laughs> we did, they didn't exist when I was growing up oh, with you. True. Yeah. Um. Well... Hopefully you've had a chance to vote and I don't know what you're hoping for Marin in terms of movies, but there's been a couple that have come through that I'm just grateful have lost because I, I've never seen them. Like yes. I've never seen white Christmas and I did not want to have to talk about that yes. in any it. detail. I have also <laughs> never seen white Christmas. Oh, wow. I cannot stand it. My wife loves it. Really? No, I can't. I don't think I've ever said the she whole loves thing. It. I'll probably be in trouble. Usually I don't know anything about it. Halfway through. So anyways, go vote for that. We're going to talk about silly, it Christmas Eve and uh, do a whole thing on it during the Christmas Eve between Sundays live pre-show. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, Dave, you're here to talk about uh, the Christ, Josh Christ. <laughs> Josh Christ. <laughs> well, that was from last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week, Barry. Let Joshua. Us Joshua. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Josh. Josh Christ. Yeah, um, and now that for certain will have people leave the church. <laughs> <laughs> that statement alone. Uh, tell us about your sermon. I mean, it, you preached about the name Christ and, um, yeah. I, I'd love to hear what you would, what you wanted people to feel and experience in the 10 minutes that you had to share about Christ. Well, feel and experience, um, is to feel the tension in his name slash title because it wasn't his name yeah. to begin with. It became, I mean, we call him Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. That wasn't, it was his title. It was his destiny. It was his job. It was his calling, all those things. Um, so I wanted people to feel the, um, the tension in that name and then ask, is, is there still tension in the name Christ inherent in, yeah. in our understanding of who he is today? Yeah. That's what I wanted people to wrestle with. So unlike Lamb of God, Christ <laughs> is mentioned you said 500 times. Uh, it's, uh, it's roughly yeah. in the New Testament, and yeah. That is <clears throat> intense. That's a, it feels like that's important. Yeah, <laughs> might, it's might mentioned be. that many times. Yeah, And um, ironically, never once uttered by anyone who's actually speaking in the New Testament. Really? It was Greek. Oh, right. Because mm. they were speaking, well, I guess Paul spoke Greek to the yeah, churches, but, but yeah. yeah. In the yeah. in the gospel narratives, everybody was speaking Aramaic, and all the gospels oh. are written in. Greek. And Bear, I looked it up too. I was just curious whether you knew this. Aramaic uh, Messiah is in Aramaic and Hebrew. Yeah, Aramaic is like a is a Semitic language, like Hebrew, yeah. and so Mashiach is would have been is okay. the Hebrew yeah. Messiah. So anyway, that's the interesting. Yeah, Paul probably would have referred to him as Christ. Yeah, if Christos he was writing in uh, in Greek, but that's why. Yeah. So Christ. Um, <laughs> Is it, it means the anointed one, mm -hmm. the the liberator, the the Messiah, right? Yeah, the way, the root word for for Messiah is to anoint, yeah. anoint with oil, literally. And you pointed out that it's the most controversial and threatening. Name. Well, it was in its day. Yeah, uh, it isn't today, but it should be. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, it made me. It that made me wonder, like, 
why isn't it? Why why is that like oh we Jesus Christ and it's just like let's move on. That's because we've theologi- <clears throat> what's the word? I'm making up a word. Theologized theologized it. We have theologized it. Yeah. And when people think Christ, they think Christ, cross, salvation. Right. And I'm not denying that, but that's that is not at all what yeah. his followers would have thought uh when they when they thought of the Messiah. Yeah. Not at all. Because the uh, the high priest before Jesus died was like, you need to tell us if you're the Christ. Right. And even, Marin, when you preached about the man. Um, Son of man? Did you no, just, no, the, no, the guy who was uh, freed from spirit, spirits. Mm-hmm. The demon-possessed oh, yeah. man. Yeah, the mm-hmm. demons were like, Are, we know you're the Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so his enemies were acknowledging yeah, you're the anointed this. one. Yeah, yeah, that you're the anointed one. So we say when we say the name Christ, we're saying something incredibly meaningful. And I don't know, like now I feel bad for saying Josh Christ, but like <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a scandalous thing, uh, or, or it was. But as you say, we've yeah. Well, I mean, he is, and he, he essentially um, he didn't reinvent the idea of Messiah, but he certainly did not. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> portray the concept of the Messiah in any way that was fully, that was understood. Yeah. Like in, in, in the sermon, I listed his agenda or the constitution of his yeah. kingdom, which was completely, utterly upside down compared to what the Messiah, they thought in military terms, they yeah. thought in victorious terms, they thought in king-like terms. So yeah. I, I have a question about that. So did, when they, when they were thinking about the Messiah, like someday the Messiah is going to be here. Did they think the, did they think the Messiah that will free us for forever? Mm -hmm. Or did they think just from what we're in the middle of? That is, that's really an interesting question. And you, you talked about this dad in your message, but the idea of Messiah moving from, I mean, there's lots of Messiahs in the old Testament. So there's anointed priests, there's anointed Kings, even non-Israelites, the, the King of Persia, Cyrus is referred to as, the Lord's anointed one because he was yeah. anointed to bring an end to the exile by yeah. God. So it's a very, it's a common term. However, in the later years post exile, and even in the, the things that were written between the old and new Testament, what we see is, as you said, the Messiah, the, the anointed one, the one became a way of thinking about not just any anointed King, but yeah. the anointed yeah. King who would, establish God's kingdom on the earth once and for all. Mm-hmm. And I think, I know we're joking about it, honestly, calling him Josh Christ pr- kind of helps with the ridiculousness it because it, Jesus was not a massive, powerful king riding right. on a war horse. He was this no-name guy from from Nazareth. Yeah. And and he was a humble carpenter. And it's it's absolutely audacious to think that he would be the Christ. And, yeah. and especially in the context of Rome, where you, you mentioned the sort of the, the Caesar cult, the divinity cult of yeah. Caesar Augustus had decided that he would refer to his adoptive uncle, Julius Caesar as a godlike or the son of a God, which then made him the son of a son of a God and therefore divine. And it was his whole way right. of establishing himself. And so if you're a Roman, you know that Caesar is Lord. Caesar is Lord. Caesar is the son of God. Caesar is yeah. the prince of peace. And for this no name backwoods, Josh 
to <laughs> come around and say, I am the anointed one, the king yeah. of all of, of the world. And then to go and die on a Roman cross yeah. and, and say that that proves that he's the Christ. It, it's absolutely Ooh. topsy-turvy. Yeah. It's completely upside down. And it, it's why Paul says in, in, um, he says in first Corinthians, uh, to those who, uh, blah, blah, blah. oh yeah. Um, Jews demand signs, Greeks desire wisdom, but we proclaim Christ crucified. We proclaim the anointed one crucified, which is a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Anyway, it's, it's, so yeah, all that to say, I think it's, it actually is extraordinarily shocking that Jesus would be the Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think to answer your question, Tyler, I think like I was reading today in Luke chapter 24, um, the road to Emmaus and Jesus had just been crucified three days earlier and they're talking about this Jesus guy and how he was a great uh, teacher Mm. and he was a miracle worker. And they had hoped in verse 21, we had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. Mm. I think they were thinking in the here and the now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Dave, you pointed out that a lot of times when the word Christ is mentioned, there's a definite article. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Christ. Yeah. The Christ. I didn't add up the number of times that I don't know if it's half the times, Mm -hmm. but there's a a large percentage have the definite article. Mm -hmm. What, what was the significance of pointing that out? Well, again, to show that um, it was a title and a, I, I think a calling that uh, was conflated into his name. And I think in doing so, we lost the power of the title. Yeah. Yeah. Or the sig- the significance yeah. of the mm-hmm. title. Yeah. And then you, you point out that when he's young, he goes to, is this right? He, he, when he's young, he goes to the temple or whatever. Well, I mean, he was probably in his thirties. He was, wait, what are you, which are, <clears throat> what are you referring to? When he takes the uh, Isaiah, uh, Oh, scroll. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it was I, at the beginning of his ministry. Okay, at the beginning of his ministry, he says, he leans into the name Christ. Well, um, the, the, he references the root word for anoint, anoint. Yeah. And, uh, and in that intertestamental period, the idea of the one anointed one, the Christ, was also brought in, they, they brought in these other ideas from that prophecy and others of what would happen when the Christ came. The lame would walk, the blind would see, right. the poor would, right. would hear good news. And so all of that was wrapped up in this Messiah idea, yeah. which he then says, yeah, this is happening now. Yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah. Side, side note, one, I think the most fast, one of the most fascinating interactions is that between he and John the Baptist from a distance when John the Baptist wants to know, are you the one? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a fascinating question. And <laughs> I don't know. Did Jesus say all those things? But Jesus is like, <laughs> all right, somebody take notes here. Yeah. A, <laughs> the lame walk. Mm-hmm. B, yeah. and he goes down. You this tell me. List. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's think for a second. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I should know this answer, but ha, did Jesus always know that he was the one? It's a great question. Oh, and it's debated <laughs> and, and yeah. we don't have a lot of material. Right. We, we just don't. I mean, there's, <clears throat> we just don't. There was, when he was, how old was he when uh, he was confounding the- Seven to 10, I don't remember. Se- Something like seven that. seven to 10. Young. He was confounding the 
priests when he was asking the questions and talking. Yeah. There's a question, of, I don't know, who knows when he perceived this. Right. And, yeah. I, and I don't know. I mean, considering the circumstances of his birth, I mean, both Mary and Joseph and uh, his aunt and uncle, like they would have understood yeah. something significant was true about him. And I think they would have understood him in Christological yeah. terms, but whether or not they taught him that and said, Hey, yeah. you know, little seven-year-old Jesus, his mother you're going to be the one. Yeah. I don't know. His mother's saying, I'm, there was this angel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. appeared to me. Um, right. when, when you think of that, it's, yeah. And can you imagine a Mary and Joseph looking at each other going, who, who's going to tell him? Yeah, <laughs> you've seen you've seen parents that that are a little bit nervous when their kids are doing anything yeah, slightly dangerous. dangerous. Could yeah. you imagine if if your child no. was like the, the Christ, the yeah. promised Christ, and he's like getting up on don't the don't blow this, don't you fall off that yeah. thing? Yeah, I've always pictured that Jesus like like he took like a, a head dive into earth, right? He's like, all right, I'm going in, right? Like he knew because him and God were just talking up in heaven. Yeah. Like uh-huh. Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies and make them a footstool under your feet. Like I think, I think they were talking up there. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. The Lord said to my Lord, I could be totally wrong, yeah. but that's how I've always pictured it. Yeah. Right. There are some that, there are some that would argue that, that the whole concept of him setting aside in, in Philippians to setting aside his his divine attributes or what however right. you want to put it was in some form a way of even willingly setting aside his omniscience or his omnipresence or yeah. whatever and becoming purely human like right. living completely within what is possible for humans which right. is having to learn how to trust god having to learn to yeah. to obey and not sin like that's and, that's a and i'm i'm i find that really intriguing i almost find the idea of him growing into his understanding of who he is, but yet still like, why is he weeping? And why is he asking God to take away this cup of suffering before the cross? If he, if he knows like, Oh, I was going to be fine. fine. Yeah. He, I think it was an act of trust. Yeah. And so that makes me wonder, did he, did he know the end of the story? Did he limit himself in some way? I don't know. When he he stepped out of the boat. Yeah. Or or when he not, he didn't step out of it. When he walked across the lake. When he started on his way across the lake. Yeah. And he put his foot He's first like, foot down on the water. <laughs> Did he think this works. it's going to hold me up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how many times had he practiced that as a boy? Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. These are these are the questions that I maybe are interesting to us. That for whatever yeah. reason the apostles didn't think they didn't bother to like yeah nail down. Maybe we're not yeah. meant to know. Speaking of not meant to know, let's transition to Alpha Omega. Oh, all right, <laughs> because. You're going to have to take us from the beginning. You're going to have to take it. Because you are an ant. I am an ant on a spaceship. <laughs> Trying to contemplate space flight. Yeah. yeah. Um, Barry, you preached on Alpha Omega. Yeah. And uh, brought us right smack dab and in the middle of the nerdverse. Yeah, man. Nerdiverse. Uh, so. I don't often speak about <laughs> special relativity in my yeah. sermons. I mean, I dabble in like the interstellars and even the Buzz Lightyear. Like. <laughs> That give us a great explanation of relativity and yeah. what space time means, but you brought that into the Alpha Omega conversation, and can you break it down for us again? Sure. Like we're five. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, look, the very, very simple way of trying to capture all that I shared in that 10 minutes is, or 11, I don't know how long it was, is <laughs> time and space. 
are not separate things. They're one thing. It's called space time. And, and we could get into how that's stop, the case. Stop. But what that means. Yeah, okay. Already too much. Start, start over. We're five. Oh, we're five. All right. No, that's just it. Like, you can't understand this. It, they're not. I'll just say this. Time is something God made. Yep. Okay. God made time. Okay. He made space. He made earth. He made <laughs> galaxies. He made time. Okay. He is not limited in his presence to just within creation. He couldn't be. He couldn't be because he created time. He he created. He, sorry, he created the one space. Who fabricated time itself? Yeah, is not is bound not by limited. time. He's not bound by okay. time, nor is he bound by space because he created both. Yes. Now, Jesus Christ. Yes. Colossians one and other parts of Scripture help us understand that he was not a created being. God did not create Jesus Christ. He is preexistent pre-existent yes. before the rest of creation. Okay. And in fact, is the means by which in some way, I don't quite get this one, but he is, was, was integral in the creation of everything, including time. Okay. And so he holds all creation together. Paul says he is supreme over all creation. So if that's true, then Jesus Christ, like God, the creator exists outside of time, even as he exists somehow within it. So, what I was trying to get across yeah. is the idea that if Jesus in some way exists outside of time, then he is not limited by our sort of limited perspective of time. You know, we walk through time in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. We go from one end to the other. We can't go back. We can't go forward. We, we are, are time bound. We are time bound. And if Jesus isn't because he's part of creating time, then it means that he is Currently present, as far as we're concerned, currently present at every time right now. At no, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Single, single best sermon I've ever heard in my life was that sermon. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. I don't know about wait, 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 that. wait, 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 This past and, Sunday? <laughs> well, that 10 minutes they preached the first time you did it. Right, I did 2013? It. 2013. Way better in 2013, this time around. single best sermon wow. I've ever heard in my life. Jeez. In Thank 10 you. Why do you say that? Because the idea of God's presence at my conception, my birth, and my death is everything to mm. me. Mm. Is there is, I. I'll start weeping talking about it. Every time I've told, I'll say, you ought to hear the sermon that Barry gave. And then I cry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just did. It happened this morning. I was on a, I was on a FaceTime call and I'm talking to people and I'm weeping. Wow. That's why yeah. it's because of God's presence in my life at every moment mm. is everything to me. Mm. Like it makes, it makes <clears throat> like he, the, the, the idea of him being in control or just him being present. I, you know, just present yeah. and mm. bearing witness to every aspect of my life somehow as a part of the creating of me yeah, and being there at the end. I don't. All at once. It's everything. All <clears throat> I, at once. I briefly described this at the very end, but I think it's worth dwelling on this idea that if that's true and he's present with us at all parts of our life, then when we talk about like Jesus loves me, it doesn't mean me right now. It means me for all of me. That's what I mean. Every mistake, every triumph, every act of obedience, every act of, of rebellion, the whole me, Mm. he's seen every bit of it and even everything that's still to come. And he loves me and gave himself for me. Like that is, 
mind boggling. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's very you can easy. Say that again. It's very easy to assume that, that we are talking to a God who is limited in the same way that we are and, and right. think of him looking at us and thinking like, mm. well, I guess I'll save you cause you said the right prayers, but you better not mess up. Cause I'm really, yeah. right. he already knows, he knows it all. And, and he's, he's, and he tells us, I love you. Mm. Yeah. It, it's, and it, it, it's when I've always thought of like, he knows, like he knows and <clears throat> he's already aware. Like I, I always just picture like, because he's a fortune teller or like he, right. you know, he, he can, can see tell, the future. he can see the future, but what this is, is like, no, he's, he's already experiencing in the it right now. Yeah. 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 What I, I may, this probably isn't even worth going there, but I'm going to go there. One additional layer is, <laughs> is to wonder if, you know, all this physicists and stuff are starting to like really postulate a lot of stuff having to do with the multiverse. The idea that there are, because of the way that like, there are no actual, you know, things that happen. There's just a collapsing of probability waves. Like, like every, every single atom, <laughs> every single atom is going to sleep. It doesn't even exist in one place or another. It's existing in a probability of places. And when it happens, the probabilities collapse into reality. Uh, Mary knows My what I'm talking about. My face hurts. I know. So all that to say, Man, wake up. No. All that to say, wake up. <laughs> one way of looking at our reality is like at any point in time, our future is just a, an infinite series of branching probabilities that the only way they collapse is when we make a decision and move forward. And so our future life to us is infinite, <laughs> right? Cause you, That's, but, yes. So, the limit. so I wonder, I mean, I don't know how you could possibly exist outside of time, but if God exists outside of time, what if he doesn't just love us for the specific path that we've taken now? What if he loves us for every one of the Ooh. infinite paths that we have taken, might've taken in every possible universe and every possible reality. I yeah. mean, like at some point, if you think about God as an infinite God, it, it, it opens up these possibilities that are it, not, not just that he loves me, but he loves every version of me. Yeah. That has to be, I mean, that has to be true. Yeah. It has to be true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Although it sounds like we're talking about like a, this sounds like back to the future. It sounds like a Marvel, like an alternate universe Loki. where Marin like, is like, like a <laughs> high powered executive, <laughs> like living in a high rise. In there New York is, City, there is. And that. God loves that Marin yeah, too. That's true. Well, and here's why this is important. Here's why this is important because you look at the old Testament, especially and new Testament too, but you look at the, the writers of scripture who are brought to just almost speechlessness as they contemplate God, because in their world and their cosmology, God was so far beyond what they could possibly imagine that, that they were led to this place of yeah. awe and worship. And then you look at us and we are just so smart. We know everything there is to know about gravitation and relativity yeah. and the size of the galaxy and multiverse. We are Power so fusion. smart. What? Power fusion. fusion. Congrats yeah. to humanity for, for producing <laughs> more energy than we use in fusion, fusion reaction. <laughs> That's the news that's recent. I'm Thank sure Marin was excited about that. No. no. So we are so, we're so smart. We're so smart. We've got it all figured out <laughs> that the idea of a God beyond us, the idea of a creator God, it's like, it's become weakened and doesn't lead us to awe because we've got plenty yeah. of other stuff that leads us to awe. <clears throat> I think when we really start to wrestle with this, taking the, the knowledge that we have about yeah. the universe and then starting to think about who God is in that, yeah. that's when we're back to the, the slack jawed wonder that the old yeah. Testament prophets had, Ooh. you know, and do that. That's part two of the sermon. Well, maybe yeah. I need you to do a full, to do a full message wow. sometime, but I like it. So I, that's why I love 
That's why this is the first time I've ever redone a message because yeah. I love this mm. particular message yeah. and I love what it does to us, how it bends our brain. I love it. Have you guys seen Loki? <laughs> Which one? The show. Yeah, of course. At the end where like all the like paths start splitting. Yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> those are all the universes that are like going off into different directions. Right. And that's just what I picture. Absolutely. Is happening right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So are we supposed to understand this? Like as a normal, is the, it, were the readers of Paul supposed to be like, I got it. Or were it, was it just supposed to be like, sounds like it's good news. I'm moving on. This hurts my brain. I would say we're not supposed to understand okay. it. <laughs> we're always supposed to try. Try to understand it. Yeah. So I think that's what art is. That's what music is. That's yeah. why, that's why humanity is not just a series of zeros and ones. That's mm. why we are creative. That's why we are expressive. We, yeah. then that's why I think the church should be one of the most artistic places in the world or, well, or people groups in the world, because well, we like that. should be tapping, <laughs> we should be tapping into something yeah. that is so beyond us that it draws us into wonder and, and mm. create creativity and creation yeah. because this is the, I'll, I'll take it finally to like the most extreme thing is that this creator, God, who is so far beyond us, Psalm eight would, what, who, what are humans that you would think of us? And yet he made us like a little, he made us higher than the angels. He put, yeah. he gave us creativity. Somehow he is inviting us to join him in the creative vision that he has, which I, again, there aren't words slack jawed wonder, right? The, mm. So that's why. Yeah, we should talk more about this. Well, like, I had people tell me, like, you need to do this more often. So I just mean, like, we sing the song Wonders of His Love, and it's like, yeah, nice. <laughs> right. But it's, if you break it down like this, it's like, yeah, we should be standing in wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that he would enter into all of this. The creator God entered into his creation. Yeah. That alone should just like leave us in a puddle of like gray matter on the floor because I don't know how to even begin <laughs> to think that way. Uh, some of my favorite pods are with you, Dave, because on one <laughs> hand I got Marin who's just like shutting her eyes in like disbelief and you it's not disbelief. verbally commenting, ew, <laughs> reaction. Like I'm not a physicist. This stuff is hard for my brain to understand. Yeah, me too. It's burning. I do get struck with slack jawed wonder when I, behold creation and look yeah. at nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like who am I? Who am I before you, Lord? Yeah. Side note. It's why we have the apocalypse too. John's that, revelation. Yeah. John's revelation because he was trying, bless his heart. Mm. <laughs> bless his yeah. heart. It was, it was the best he could do to describe what the heck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're le and we're left with that going, we don't, I don't yeah, know I don't get means. it. Yeah, what why does he have going seven on? eyes? Yeah. Why does the why is seven eyes? And yeah. as saying, said, so a beast horns. comes from the sea. Then what's what? going on? Yeah, yeah. ten heads. What? So, all right, we're not going to do a show next week because we're doing three shows next week, live, live Christmas Eve. So we're not going to do like this December eighteenth. Four? four shows. Right, we four, have four shows. Services. We're doing four shows. Okay, yeah. okay. I was slack jawed wonder. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm still stuck, stuck in my place. Of so slack we're not going to do wonder. a show that's coming out on Wednesday or Thursday right. or whatever because we're doing Christmas Eve. So give us a preview of what we should be expecting for um, 
this coming weekend and Christmas Eve. Oh, this coming up. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, do you know the names off the top of your head? Yeah. What we're doing? I'll look it up. Uh, it's the thing. We've got three sermons every single week. Right. And uh, yeah. So this weekend it will be son of God, redeemer and wonderful counselor. That's going to be coming up okay. this weekend. Who's doing the sermons? That will be Tim, Marin, and Amy. All right, I, not, Marin. not necessarily yeah. in that order. I don't know. <laughs> how's it? How's it? Uh, how's it going? It's going. You got it. I just which, turned it in. Which, which one? one you, which one, one do you? I got to pare it down a little bit. I'm I'm talking about uh, Redeemer. So gotcha. Tim was just in here, and he said <clears throat> that he had to change his topic because yes. he thought he was doing something that else. That would be my worst nightmare. What, what <laughs> would you do fall apart. if you found out today that you had the wrong topic? <laughs> First, I would weep. Then I would rage. And then I would just get it done. Stages okay. of grief. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Could okay. you like put up signs when you're in one of the, if you're in rage. Could you I have, should. I need a yeah, sign rage. for my office door mood, that mood says ring. weeping. It's pretty, it's pretty clear. Or rage. It's Raging. Kind of, don't, by the way, don't let Tim ever complain about that. <laughs> ever. What? Why? If you just gave him a name and said, go speak. He, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he, he did it. He didn't right. complain he did. at all. He yeah. was just like, he this happened. And whatever I, it is. So yeah. don't let him complain. Uh, Marin, and then she can complain. Yeah. yeah. And then Tyler, we're doing uh, for Christmas Eve, just one name and it is light of the world. Cool. Marin, do you, can you give us any like taste of what we're going to experience on Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve? Uh, I'm so like hesitant to give anything away. My team, my production team in particular, they're big on like surprises. Yeah. Like there are things that they've taken out of planning center. Planning center is the so website we it? use where we like itemize every yeah. event of the service. Yeah. They took things out. So Barry wouldn't see it. Oh, surprise what? Barry. Yeah. They want me to be in awe. If there is any possibility of giving you a moment of surprise, they that, value that so much. How wow. sweet is that? They're the very greatest. Sweet. Yeah. I hope it doesn't cause greatest problems team. during the service. As, <laughs> as people are like, wait, I didn't know this was happening. They're like, we're trying to surprise uh, Barry. First of all, they're very, very good at what they do and yeah. they know what they can take out. That's so funny. What they can keep as wow. a surprise. But well, that's exciting. Lots of rehearsals underway. Choir rehearsals. We've had two of mm -hmm. them already. How's that going? Um, wonderful. Did you get all the people you needed? Uh, we did a, we did a choir promo on this show. We did. And right now we have over, I want to say 54, like oh, somewhere around 54 perfect. registered to be in the yeah, choir. I'm in the choir. Dave You're in the was choir. at rehearsal yeah. on Monday. I'm supposed to be in the choir. Yes, you are. I haven't been to any rehearsals. Not a single one. <laughs> oh, that's but good because music is easy. <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. Yeah, you can read. You can read, read, right? Just read. You might want to slide read. in there. <laughs> yeah. I might want to attend once or twice. Dave, are these songs easy? Two of them are, they're comp they're complicated. Yes. I mean, there are songs we know, but Dan the Forrest, the Dan yeah. Forrest arrangement are just brilliant. They're brilliant arrangements. Yeah. yeah. Well, the good news is <clears throat> Jed's doing choir. Yes. And I don't know, has he attended a rehearsal? No. Okay. So if he can do it, I can do it. We're fine. <laughs> well, and the reason is because he's been working, but I tell all my choir people, I have done the work for you. Yeah. There's like sing along practice tracks that are yeah. available to you. So you can be practicing every day, not just on Monday. Oh, great. Mm. Yeah. I will start today. Yes. Now. Just yeah. FYI, I was a music major in college. I took three days to rehearse, and I'm still not getting it. Oh, right. no. Dave, <laughs> Tyler, you're ready. Now you're stressing me yeah. out. <laughs> Christmas stress. All right. So we'll see everybody at uh, 
Christmas Eve services. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Great, Dave. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's always welcome. a pleasure to have you you're come welcome. in. It's it's a blast. We uh, we love having you. So thank you for giving us the time. Sure. Um, all right. So Marin, you're up. Will you please send <laughs> us out? Sure. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday.